0: Welcome to the Thoroughly Wrong Project with Lalo and Bob. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. Let's jump right into that new weekly dose of things you can disagree with. Take it away, guys. All right. Welcome to the Thoroughly Wrong Project. I'm your host, Bob, and my compadre, Lalo. We're here again. I I have Lalo, I have... I have I don't have anything planned for tonight. I'm too fucking busy. <laughs> just so whatever comes up, you know, like, you know, anything from uh, Caitlyn Jenner running for governor and, and oh shit, I shot him. That That's, that's something we could talk about, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. How was your week, man? Yeah. There, uh, it's been pretty good. Um, just, it's always like, for me, I feel like it's always like a game of, of juggling you know yeah there's just so much I mean, because if you really like stop and think about it there's so much in like one's life that you have to like juggle just like throughout the week that sometimes you don't even think about whether it's like work school uh you know you gotta take care of your house you gotta pay shit you gotta yeah you yeah know? and then you and then on top of all that it's like all these like external and outside events that are you know sometimes they affect you indirectly or directly or you know the reverberations, just, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, like you were mentioning about like the Caitlyn Jenner stuff, and like you know the the trial just ended this last week. So it's just, yeah. There's it was, there's always a lot going
0: on, no matter
1: what. That's there's always a lot going on.
0: Yeah, I it personally, yeah. I mean, you got that. You got I got a wife. I got a 15 year old daughter. And there's that's a fucking handful right there. And then you're, <laughs> you're be I, I went to put speakers in my truck this week and pulled the door panels in half, like, cause they're so fucking old, cause my truck's 95. So now I'm riding around without door panels, waiting on Amazon to bring me more, you know?
1: <laughs> nice.
0: It's always, like you said, it's always fucking something, always something. I get up every morning at four 55 and jump, push exercise out of the way. And, and I meditate in the mornings. And then from then it's just this constant work, kid shopping, cooking, just everything pops up. And then you go to work and you try to get, and I know, I know my boss is listening, but you go to work and you try to catch up some of the shit that you have to do during the day. You know, yeah, everything's yeah. always constant, constant Everything. motion. It's constant motion and that new uh program that I'm in at work puts me in a on the street five to six hours a day. So there is no time. I I thank God I get off at four now, so I can at least it, it seems like that extra hour is it, it feels sometimes it feels like a half a fucking day to me because i'm like <laughs> cry. yeah because i can stop at the store get home eat do everything i need to do and then it's six o'clock instead of getting home almost at six o'clock and then having to do all that shit so yeah it's pretty cool it's it's a it's it's a hard job that i have the new one the work in the the streets but it's just it it's hard because you have to be hyper vigilant all the time you know watch your watch the people on the street, watch the people that you're with to make sure the people on the street aren't doing something. And it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, if I know something, it's that human beings can adapt probably better than any other animal on earth. So, I mean, it might take a few tries or, you know, a little bit of time, but sooner or later we, we get in a routine and, you know, we figure out what works for us and what doesn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: it's just, you know, figuring out
0: how, you know, how to set your schedule, you know. Yeah, figuring and, out, you know, time management. One, figuring out which one is your gun and which one is your stun gun, that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just,
1: see, like, you're you're very good at segways. <laughs> I've picked that up pretty early on, so...
0: Well, it's that. that, I want to be a stand-up comedian someday. And I know I'm 56, but I'll be the first world's first, first time stand-up comedian age 83. I'm on stage, man. Let's do it. See,
1: I I like to think I'm funny. I mean, I'm sure everybody likes to think they're funny, but I'm not funny in like the stand-up, like think of jokes and same kind of way. I'm more, I feel like I'm better at like the like the sarcastic or like the witty remarks or like witty comebacks, you know?
0: You're the straight man. Is
1: that what that's called? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I do the segue and you make the sarcastic comment about it.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's a it's the one two punch. But, but yeah, man, it's just it's I mean it's I felt like it's always felt like this, but it seems just like every day it's something like I said there's always every day there's something new on the news that uh, is either like upsetting or just it just makes you like think like what like what the fuck like where are we heading towards like
0: what what's well, going on you know in the world do don't you think it's kind of like it's a twenty four hour news cycle now it used to be it was thirty minutes a day or or you got thirty minutes of local news and thirty minutes of of world news and that was pretty much it. And there's a newspaper that came out at five o'clock or whatever. But nowadays it's like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they have to find stuff to, that that gets show. ratings that fills time and not only fills the time but gives the ratings. So you know in between Conor McGregor's buying a pub that where he punched an elderly man last year is Cardi B saying something and Joy Behar says something about Caitlyn Jenner. And then, oh, this cop accidentally shot this this black kid and a three year old shot themselves in the face last night in Bakersfield. It's just this constant barrage of this sometimes big news, sometimes important news. And most of the time, just shit we don't fucking need to know, you know. Seriously, I don't give a fuck if Conor McGregor bought a pub where he punched some old man. Who gives a shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet that that guy that he punched gives a shit. He's not gonna be able to go to his favorite pub anymore. I am sure
0: that old man is well taken care of now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I get what you mean. It's just a constant like story after story after story, and it, it's like you know the the news cycle. I feel like it's so short nowadays. Um, you know, some something big will happen today and, you know, it'll get overshadowed by something else the next day, you know, or the next week. And it's just... Yeah. It, we're in, like, this constant, like, cycle of, like, oh, shit, remember that crazy-ass thing that happened last week? And then, like, a week later, nobody talks about it. Nobody <laughs> brings it up. It's like it never happened. So it's just... Yeah. And yeah. It, it feels like, or at least I think that Sometimes what that creates is, like, we'll we'll care about an issue for like a week, you know. There's a mass shooting. Oh fuck, gun rights. You know. Yeah. Five o'clock news every day for a week. The next week, it's something else, and then nobody talks or cares about gun rights till you know the next mass shooting.
0: Till the next mass shooting, which in America is about every what's that cycle now? Every three or four days. She man. You know.
1: wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. It, I feel like it's sometimes, like, there's some really important issues that we should, like, focus on and talk about, and they kind of just get, uh, you know, swept under the rug within within a few days. And they, that, they'll never get solved that way because we'll – we never actually sit down and talk about them and, you know, try to resolve them. And it, I can see why it creates, you know, like, f- things like frustration and, you know, when – that's what people don't understand you know like um with the whole like george floyd situation like there's one side you know when when all that happened there's one side of the aisle you know their main thing was like you know obviously there's police brutality uh brutality like you it was fucking on video like you saw a man die on video right and then you know not long after that you know there was a protest and you know there was like some riots here and there And, uh, the other side of the aisle, all they focus on is, you know, those protests or like, you know, the, the riots that happened. And it's like, they say, well, you know, I'm never going to condone. And I mean, I personally don't condone, you know, violence, you know, when it comes to protests and stuff, but at the same time, I'm able to recognize that those protests, those riots, they happen for a reason. And people on the right tend to ignore that reason and just focus on the riots themselves. Like, yeah, like, we shouldn't riot, blah, 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 Like, well, no shit. Nobody wants to riot. They don't want to loot and do all the shit and burn, you know, buildings down. But you have to see and you have to acknowledge why it's happening.
0: Yeah, like exactly. Like, what, what is
1: going on? And then, you know, people like to say, uh, you know, it's a big talking point, like, on the right. You know, well, you know, uh, if, you, if you really look at the numbers, there's more white people uh, that are killed by, by cops than black people, and people aren't necessarily. Uh, that's not what they're arguing. They're arguing is that these cops, you know these these police officers. The thing that happens is like they'll shoot somebody whether it's justified or not, and especially when it's not justified, and you know when there's video, when there's eyewitnesses, when there's pictures. Nothing happens to them. There's no accountability. There's no consequences. There's no way to keep them in check. And that's what people are tired of. Yeah. They, they keep doing this. It keeps happening and nothing happens to these cops, you know, like they say, they like to say, oh, you know, there's always, there's a few bad apples. There's a few bad cops. Well, it, the saying's not, oh, well, there's always a few bad apples. The saying is, you know, uh, a bad apple spoils the, the barrel, you know, or right. uh, rots the barrel. So if you don't weed them out, if you don't remove these cops from, from, you know, these positions of power, you're never going to fix the problem.
0: Yeah. How many times did that, that gentleman that killed uh, Floyd, how many times had he been reprimanded for violent acts? He
1: had had a long history of complaints. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that he's been like sued or the department had been sued before. And, you know, people like. When you ignore those things, when you don't look at them, when you don't dig into them, when you don't investigate them, you're gonna get another George Floyd, you know, in a few months or whenever it happens again. Right. Because they go unchecked and they they're allowed to stay, you know, as police officers, they're allowed to, you know, stay in the in these positions of power that they ultimately abuse.
0: Yeah. And if you don't check them, then you're gonna get the riots. And if you don't say what the riots are about instead of concentrating on the riots you should concentrate like you said on the the cop that killed george floyd on the cops like him and there's a and you can tell me as as many times as you want oh there's only a few well that's bullshit because if there's only a few why do we have so many violent acts committed by police officers what the fuck is going on there and then people they protest Then you have a few bad people who are protesting who aren't really protesting about the cops. They're protesting about they want a television, and so they kick a fucking window out. And then you concentrate on that, and and nobody's talking about what they need to talk about. And then you have that news cycle that just cycles constantly about the Republicans are talking about – the rioters and the rioters are are trying to make a statement and no one's looking at what anybody's saying any truth they're just continually stirring shit continually and and it never stops so if we could get some sort of voice in this country that would calmly explain to everyone and maybe something would happen but i don't know i don't have any clue whose voice that would be i have no clue And see, to me,
1: even if we had somebody like that, there's always going to be people that because, I mean, I see it even now. There's people that, you know, you could tell them straight to their face. You could show them, you know, the facts. You could show them the proof. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're going to be right no matter what. They're not going to change their mind no matter what you show them. And it's just there's no way to, like, make them see the other side, you know yeah and that's that's the biggest issue that we have is people failing to to question their own beliefs their own thoughts their own uh you know ideology because they don't want to be wrong they don't wanna you know whether it be to other people or you know they don't want to admit to themselves like oh shit maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way um like nobody wants to do that nobody wants to self reflect and look inward uh they just wanna you know point the finger and blame somebody and then you know post about it on facebook or some shit yeah and that's that's what we get where we are right now so it's like i mean if you ask me i don't like i don't have a straight answer of how to like how we change that mindset um i mean my best like opinion would be to like just keep things about the main issue and keep things about the core issues Because when you get sidetracked to these other, like things that either aren't as important or ignore the main issue, you're just going to keep going back and forth for no reason, you know.
0: Right. Well, we talked about that last time, and I sent you that picture about when people hear things that goes against what they believe, and how it causes cognitive dissonance, and cognitive dissonance creates anxiety, and anxiety creates a, a a need to reject that material, that's not right. That can't be right because that, that's against how I feel. But I think that's way human brains work. Uh, recently, no, not really recently, I've been sober for 98 days now. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking pot. I stopped doing all the things that I, I knew were uh, going to harm me. But it took me, Francisco, it took me a really long time or lalo it took me a really long time to make the decision to stop because i'd yeah. done it, i'd done it for 43 years and my personality was based in it and my friendships were based in it and my beliefs were based in it and all the things that i'd done my entire life so if you take that uh, example of alcohol and drugs were such a part of my life you could say the same thing about political beliefs religious beliefs strong any strong held belief that you want to change you want to say you know what i I've, I've been a republican my whole life and along comes this republican party this warped republican party that doesn't fit with the way i i feel but i still want to say i'm a republican and you have to you have to do a monumental mental change in order to say, okay, I don't want to be like that. I'm not a Republican. Now what am I gonna do? And that's where I sat for probably 60 days of my life. After I quit drinking, I was like, the fuck am I gonna do now? You know, it's <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. So my and- whole whole life changed because of that thing. And I imagine, I imagine if changing your political views does the same fucking thing. It changes everything about you. And then what do yeah. you do
1: like if you were to talk to me a year ago about you know anything that's you know political which i mean nowadays is literally any topic right um there is no way i would think of things the way i do now or analyze them um and i think the main thing that i changed was Uh, like you said, like I got out of this, you know, echo chamber of only listening to the people that agreed with me. If that's all you're going to do, you're never going to question anything because all you're here is basically what you already believe. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, you know, you have to, you know, get out of your comfort zone and, you know, listen to, to the other side. Uh, You have no, I listen, me personally, I listen, I probably listen to like people like Steven Crowder, like ben shapiro uh more than i do people on the left because i want to hear what they say and now that i'm able to like analyze and see what they say like i personally think it's fucking stupid like everything that they say like every argument that they bring up or every point that they try to make like you can dismantle it so easy but when you look at, you know, their shows that they have like on YouTube or wherever they, you know, they have their little like live stream shows, it's, it's like them. And like I said, people that, you know, their friends or like their co-hosts, they all think like them, right? you know, and they don't bring on guests that, you know, are left-wing people or like, are you know, socialists or whatever. All they bring on are, you know, these Republican, you know, governors or like these Republican politicians that are, all they're doing is just you know they're fucking like shitting in their own mouths like yeah they're just agreeing with each other like and it's it's dumb it's you're a not going to circle, gonna circle jerk you. yeah <laughs> so it's i mean that's my advice to people like really like open your your field of view and try to listen to to other people's point of view when it comes to things like that and i mean if you really if you really do it, like honestly, like talk to yourself and say, okay, I'm going in with like an open mind. You'll see, you'll realize like that a lot of things uh that you thought you believed maybe are, aren't are what the, what they used to be, you know? Right. And if you really analyze, like, for example, that, um how you mentioned earlier about Caitlyn Jenner running for governor. um, Like the first thing I thought of when I, or yeah, the first thing I thought of when I saw that, was like Jesus Christ. We're gonna have another like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger type deal again. because um, I mean that's how he became governor. It was a uh, yeah. It was a recall vote for him. Um, so you know, and I looked at uh, her like post on Twitter or Instagram about you know her announcement to run, and uh, she hasn't like laid out a platform yet. Like you know her position on things or like her policy views and stuff like that. But I mean, she's been like a Republican, you know, long, long time Republican. So I can imagine they're pretty, you know, right leaning views. But her main—I remember—I remember seeing that one of the her like big talking points was that I'm gonna, I'm gonna come into California with a uh, a liberal uh, social agenda and a conservative fiscal agenda. You know, trying to play that—you know, best of both worlds. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I so, saw so it today. socially liberal and you know, fiscally conservative. Conservative, and you know, freaking—you uh, know, there's going to be a lot of Republicans. I look at them and they're going to say, "Oh man, that sounds like that sounds like a good job." You know, like a good idea. But then when you like, I've talked, I've talked to you so many times about this. Like, when people say fiscally responsible, like conservative, like that's a re- like not a redundancy. What's the other word? like something that it's a contradictory statement (laughs) because Republicans have not been fiscally responsible at all. So when she says I'm going to be, you know, a fiscally responsible conservative, I was like, what the fuck does that (laughs) mean? Like, you're going to spend a bunch of money and then lower taxes. Cause last time I checked when we had Newsom and before then, uh, like uh, Jerry Brown, we were, California was in a surplus.
0: I miss you know, Moonbeam. I miss Moonbeam a lot. I wish he could do so, it again. You
1: know, when we had Bill Clinton, we were in a surplus. And then what what happened? We jumped into two big ass expensive ass wars and then George Bush cut down taxes like at a historic level. And what happened? We got in the biggest recession in like the last 90 years. Like is that responsible? Is that something you want? like people and then people don't see that like it's happening right in front of their eyes. Like <laughs> yeah. people are losing their jobs, people are fucking, you know, starving and it doesn't it doesn't click for them because they don't want to admit that their dude is wrong. You know that their dude is fucked up. And it's like what when I see that, I think to myself like what like what the fuck can you do there like if it's right in front of your face like and you still it, like refuse to acknowledge it or to see it, um. Like what? What do you do then? Like what do you do to fix that?
0: Well, even when they come up at, to the the debates, even when you you're like okay, okay, I don't yes, even call Ms. Those debates. I know you're like okay, Miss Jenner. What does fiscally conservative mean? Explain that. And it's like talking to a fucking psychotic homeless person all of a sudden because they they don't say anything about what the hell is their What the question was, what
1: they'll say is, you know, they'll say something like, you know, I'm going to create jobs and I'm a, you know, corporate taxes are too high. I'm going to cut taxes. So these, you know, uh, people can invest back in their companies and create more jobs. But (laughs) it never worked. If you really like think about that statement, you have a business, right? Um, and you know, your taxes are at, let's say 35%. You're the owner of the business, 35% taxes. And then they cut your taxes to, uh, let's say like 25%. Right. So your taxes went down. Are you really going to hire, take that money and hire more people? When, if you think about it, you're going to hire more people when in all reality, your demand is probably at the same level that it was before yep so you're gonna increase payroll pay more people when your demand hasn't increased at all no no the fuck you're not you're gonna take that money and put it in your pocket and that's what they've done that's what they've always done since ronald reagan and people don't see that and they don't think about that just because the owner has more money does not mean he's gonna hire more people because guess what there's not more demand for his product. He's not there's not more uh you know business for him. So why would he hire more people and pay them, you know, whatever shitty salary he's going to pay them?
0: But if I tell you it
1: makes no sense.
0: If it if I tell work. you if I tell you that's going to happen and you, you say you're just an average guy on the street, you know, that that dude doesn't he doesn't read um financial papers he doesn't understand the data that you could show him he doesn't have time for that all he has time for is for somebody to stand up there and promise him we're going to do better and whether or not you know whether or not he even fucking believes him if he's got an r next to his name or a d next to his name that's that's what. That's the way I'm going. It's democratic and Democrats say certain things and Republicans say certain things and people just go, okay, that's the way I've always believed. That's the way I'm going to vote. If she says, if Caitlyn Jenner says the the things that I've heard for 35 fucking years, that's the way I'm going to vote. Whether or not it worked, it doesn't matter to me.
1: Yeah. And to be honest, I think that's exactly what she's going to do. She's just going to go, you know, down like party line, you know, Republican talking points. But, One thing that's very, like, that made me very curious was there's obviously another, like, elephant in the room element to it, to all this, to her, and that's that she's transgender. Right. And I knew as soon as uh, she announced she was going to run, I went straight, like, to the comments of whatever post it was. (laughs) And I knew it's, like, one of those moments that I've told you where, like, you like Republicans see that and their fucking brain starts short-circuiting because they don't know what the fuck to think. Because they're fucking, you know, half of the comments were from Republicans saying, you know, oh shit, you know what? Maybe Gavin Newsom's not that bad. Or like, how? there's no way I'm going to vote for her. She doesn't even know what sex she is. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, their transphobia, it just like supersedes everything else that they believe It does, in. it does. And it's so obvious. And that's why I think, I mean, whether, I mean, she is going to run, but that factor alone, I feel like there's a slim to no chance she wins because of that alone, because of other people's transphobia. They could tell you everything you want to hear. You know, you know, we're going to cut taxes, create more jobs, blah, 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 do all this shit, everything Republicans say, but she's a, but she's a transgender woman. So they're like, fuck that. We're not voting for you. I don't care. I'll vote for Gavin Newsom. And I saw people, I saw people comment that. I saw people put that. Like, you know what? Uh, there's no way Gavin Newsom's gonna lose to her. Like, maybe he's not that bad, blah blah blah. Like all this shit. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like they're so like fucked up. Yeah. Like in the way that they think that that's gonna somehow affect like her, you know, like policy or like You know, any of that stuff. Like, she's a transgender woman. Like, why the fuck do you care? Like, why does that matter to you? (laughs) Like, is she going to fucking force you to be transgender? Like, no, I guarantee you that won't be on her fucking platform. But what,
0: Lala, what did they just do with Trump? They removed transgender rights. They removed the bathrooms. They tried to strip everything away from them. And along comes a transgender that runs for office. You think they're going to fucking get behind her? That would create. That everybody in the world would go what kind of a fucking two-faced bastard are you you just tried to destroy him and now you're standing behind one trying to vote her in and then it it just makes me wonder like you know people like
1: like hailing jenner like you see that like you see that from the republican party like there's no way you don't see that shit right and then you still like identify as republican and you know people like to say well you know Oh, I don't always agree with what Republicans, you know, do like socially, but I like the, you know, their like fiscal policies. And blah, blah, I like blah. their
0: fiscal responsibility. But, <laughs> but people,
1: people don't realize that these two things, social policy and you know economic policy, are so like tightly woven together. Like they almost directly impact each other almost all the time when it comes to anything. Right. No, you, know, you want to be, you know. Socially accepting and, you know, be pro-immigration and, you know, pro-black and, you know, all this stuff. You know what that's going to create? That's going to create jobs. That's going to create tax revenue. That's going to create more money. So when you say, you know, fuck the illegal immigrants, I want them out of this country, guess what? That's a lot of money that's going to go out the door, too. Yep. And get and then what? Then what happens then? When your fucking community that's based on agriculture is fucking dying because... You know, 70% of its workers were uh, undocumented immigrants. Like, what happens then? Are you going to go out there and do their jobs? No. <laughs> so social issues and economic issues are 95% of the time, like, one in the same. And people try to separate them to, you know, like, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, socially left and, you know, fiscally right. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a, like I said, a contradictory statement. They They go hand in hand and it just you just it takes it doesn't take that long to like you know any i'm i'm almost sure that you know any average person if they spend you know at the most like half an hour to 45 minutes on any subject you know actually researching it and studying it you know they would be more than like more than proficient at it to know like what's really going on you know but like you said that that doesn't happen they just take things for face value they just you know all them talking points all the headlines that grab the attention yeah that's yeah. all that matters to people and it's it's sooner or later people are going to realize that that shit's not going to like fly forever like it, it's not going to work like that you have no idea how many people on the left i've seen uh, criticize joe biden for like some of the shit he's done uh, since he's become president oh, and you never I saw see. that from the right you never saw that with trump You never saw Republicans criticizing Trump. What what did they do? They justified everything he did instead of criticizing it or, you know, saying, you know, that's kind of, that's, you know, bad policy. I don't agree with that. They would just find a way to justify it. And you're just, when you blindly follow something like that, when you don't question it, that's the real sheep right there. Those are the real sheep that just blindly follow, you know, they don't care what it is. You know, if if my guy said it or if he does it, you know, it's for a reason and I trust him. So, you know, it's a good idea, whatever it is. Even if, you know, you really think about it, you don't agree with it yourself. Well, he's doing it. So, you know, it's got to be right. And like, no, like
0: these people aren't gods, man. People treated Trump like he was a god. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Trump was a demagogue and he wasn't, he, I, I can't, I can't even explain how I, feel about trump because everybody supported him blindly i don't see any blind biden supporters i don't see anybody out there you know supporting everything biden does he has he doesn't have that social power i don't know what the fuck he what trump has but i don't know if that's possible within the republican party that someone would raise up that no matter what he did or she did that she would be universally supported like he was. So that's one difference. Is that a difference? Okay, I won't say it is. I'll I'll ask it. Is that a difference between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party? Because Democrats will turn on their own people, but it's hard to turn a a Republican against a Republican, no matter what he does. Because
1: people like Republicans view, you know, these elected officials as, you know, celebrities or, you know, like you said, demagogues and like all these things where, you know, Trump was like a fucking rock star to them. You know, if you went, if you've seen any of pictures of or videos of his fucking rallies, you'd see that right away. Like this dude was all about, you know, the the appearance and the looks and the optics and, you know, people on the left, they don't see Joe Biden. You're, you don't see any fucking Joe Biden flags on the back of trucks
0: right now, do you? <laughs> no, 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 you don't.
1: And you're not gonna
0: see them, I guarantee you that. But because, I see some fuck Biden's flags flying off of next exactly. to Trump's
1: to Trump's flags. So it's it's like this belief that you know they're fucking holier than thou. Like these are elected officials, they're public servants, they're supposed to serve you, they work for you, you elected them. Yeah. And if you don't like what they do, you have the power to elect them out. You know, people like AOC, you know, she's probably the closest thing to like you know, a quote-unquote celebrity type uh, politician on the left because, you know, she's very popular. Obviously, like, she's, you know, a good-looking person. That always helps regardless of what you're in. And it's just... But even for her, like, you know, if she's does some, like, fuck, if she were to do some, like, fucked-up shit, I guarantee you there would be people on the left that would criticize her. Definitely. You know, and it's, like, that just... It's, like, a different culture when it comes to... You know, left politicians and right politicians. On the left, you have, you know, I saw this uh, this post that said, you know, the right has people like, you know, Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro and Donald Trump, like you know these voices of like reason and all this stuff. Like, who who does the left have for that? And I'm and I thought about it. And I was like, the left has the the left doesn't need people like that. The left has the scientists and the academics and the university professors like they have you know the truth they have the truth behind them they have the signs they have you know the studies they have the statistics they don't need to just you know make up lies for like headlines and i mean uh democrats aren't perfect like they they bullshit stuff too all the time but to compare them i don't think it's fair because it's not even close you know people are always like even right now they're speculating like oh like uh Candace Owen should run for president in 2024, or like DeSantis from Florida should run. And um, and I think like if that's the best, or like Ivanka Trump, you know? Like, <laughs> or not Ivanka <laughs> Trump, um no, not uh her daughter. Uh what's her
0: name? I don't know, man. Well anyway, or, her daughter. That whole situation that whole family is like one person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like for them it's all about
1: the name. It's all about you know, the image and like, that's the best the Republican party could come up with Candace Owens. Like if you listen to Candace Owens for more than 10 minutes, your head will like explode (laughs) or you'll lose like 20 IQ points because the stuff she says is just, it's so ridiculous. It makes you wonder like, do people, and it's scary because people like she has a huge following, which means a lot of people agree with her and a lot of people side with her. And it's just, you know, like she she talks about George Floyd, like the left wants to make George Floyd like this hero, blah, 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 like he's not a perfect man. No one I have not heard a single person ever call George Floyd the perfect human being like the people that, you know, BLM didn't choose George Floyd. Uh, Derek Chauvin cho- uh, chose George Floyd to be the face of BLM yeah. by fucking killing him. Yeah. So I agree. It's, it just it doesn't. I don't know. It gets me frustrated sometimes, but then, you know, you can't like save the world, like one fucking Facebook or Instagram post at a time. So it's just like, the best you can do is like when you actually like sit down to people and talk to them or, you know, they bring it up or, you know, the conversation comes up. uh, I think like the best you can do is, you know, try to explain to them like, like what we're talking about now, you know, to really open up their minds and, and see the truth behind everything that's just, you know, on the surface.
0: Uh you know, it you reminded me of you said you've came you've come into this in the last year. I this happened to me when I was a truck driver in uh, the the late 90s. I was uh I, my my politics were were pretty narrow. I, I had some views that I I shouldn't have had because I, well like you said, you you just you clung to your values that you were given when you were younger and you grew up with them and you you justified them. But I started to listen to, uh, as a truck driver, I started listening to, I know you're going to fucking laugh your ass off. I listened to Glenn Beck. I started listening to Glenn Beck <laughs> and I started listening to Rush Limbaugh, but not like I believed them. I listened to them because they were funny as fuck back then to me. But yeah. then it dawned on me as like, okay, people actually believe this. I'm going to listen to it with, uh, with an academic's mind and find out what the hell is going on here. I called into these shows. I talked to Glenn Beck. I talked to Dennis Miller. I talked to Hannity. I talked to Michael Savage. Because I was in the truck, I could just wait on hold for as long as it took to get on these shows. Yeah. And that changed me in ways. It's like, okay, now I see everything from both sides. I'm like, okay, I see why they see that because they don't have all the information and I see why a Democrat will see things a certain way because they don't have all the information. Maybe if we came together in the middle, a little more centrist and said, okay, everybody has these views and and some people are more left and some people are more right, but we why can't we just agree in the middle that it's not okay to kneel on someone's fucking neck until they die? And, and not make it like, well, George Floyd wasn't perfect. No, we didn't say that. We said don't kneel on a human being's neck until they die because you're a fucking policeman. That's what we're saying. But they, they don't want to take it. They can't do it. For some odd reason, they can't say, you know, you're right. Cops have too much power.
1: And, you know, to me, to be honest, I feel like a lot of the time these, like, uh, like radio personalities or like uh, like TV show hosts. I think sometimes they they do have more information that they they give. You know, like mm. they know maybe they're not telling the whole story, but because of wh- who they are and what they do, they're just gonna tell you the side that you know benefits them. Their ratings. Yeah, and you know that goes for both sides. But like you said, you know why can't we just meet in the middle? I mean for me personally yeah like that's a great idea but there's some issues to me where there is no meeting in the middle like when it comes especially when it comes to um treating different groups uh equally you know like when it comes to things like gay marriage uh, or you know like LGBT, lgbtq rights like what what do you mean like how would that be meeting in the middle like there's people that either want to give them you know the right to marry or people that don't want to give them the right to marry. Like there's no middle ground to that. And to for me to for you to say, like, uh, you know, I just don't agree. Like, I don't think, you know, marriage should be between a man and a woman, like blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, that's that's not something I would ever like, oh, you know, I respect your your opinion on that. Like that, it's fucking bullshit. Like, you wanna treat other people differently because of who they are. Like you want them to legally under the law. Be treated differently. Like I would, there is no, there is no middle ground to that. There is no meeting in the middle for that. I mean, at least to me personally,
0: I can see that. But I can also say this as, as an ex fundamentalist Christian, I see where they're coming from because their book says so, and they don't have anything other than that book. Now, where I could, where I we could say uh, kind of meet in the middle, you can say, all right. Let them get married. I don't agree with it. You can say whatever the fuck you want, but you can't take other people's rights away from them. You're absolutely right, but to to take their rights and then to berate them and to use two thousand year old fucking book to to justify yourself is is absolutely fucking bullshit. It, it's bullshit. So you're right. There in there is no middle ground on that one. You can't take away people's rights because of, of some religious book. But again, I have to say I have some sort of understanding from where they're coming from. I don't agree with them. I know why they believe that that,
1: that yeah, way though. And I know why they believe it too, you know. Um, and I don't care if they believe it. That's the thing. I could give two fucks if they believe what they believe. But when they start enforcing those beliefs. On everybody else, that's yeah. when I take the issue, because we're not everybody's Christian, not everybody's you know uh, Muslim, or not everybody's Jewish. So when you try to force those beliefs or like you know th- that ideology on everybody else, that's like some fascism shit right there. If you ask me, like you can't you can't do that. We live in the United States, like that's not what we do here. At least that's not what we should do. And you know once when you tell them that. You know, they kind of just like try to backpedal, or you know, try to change the subject, or you know, st- you know, stick to their guns, and you know, I just don't think like it's right, blah blah, blah like it's in the Bible, blah, blah blah, like guess what? Not everybody gives a fuck about your Bible, like <laughs> so it's 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 useless. Like we can't, you can't
0: just you know force everybody to live the same way you do. So we can make from this side we can make a the really completely valid argument all right do you believe in the separation of church and state because if you don't you don't believe in a constitution now if you do believe in the constitution you believe in the separation of church and state and marriage has nothing to do with your belief system it's a legal thing not a moral not a christian not a anything if people can get married that are christians or muslims or jews then people who aren't Muslims, Christians, or Jews can get married too. And they may not have the same sexuality as you. So, in order to separate church and state, you have to let everybody get married. And whether you agree with it or not, so what? Doesn't matter. It's still going to happen.
1: And you know, I used to be like, we were talking about like middle grounds before. And I like, you know, like I said, I've changed a lot. You know, in the past year, I would say things like, well, you know, maybe they don't get married, but they'll get like the same because, you know, there's like tax benefits to, you know, married. Like, what if we just, you know, give everybody the same tax benefits, like regardless of, you know, they're gay or married or not. And, you know, I thought, you know, at the time I thought, you know, that's a good middle ground. Like, you know, that's a big, you know, reason why people get married. You know, that's at least a reason people get married. You know, one of the benefits of being married. Yeah. Uh, You know, just give them all the benefits of it and, you know, maybe, you know, it'll be better. But like when you think about it, at the end of the day, you're depriving somebody of holding that title of being married. And that alone is classifying somebody as being lesser than you because they can't do what you can do. And that shouldn't happen. Everybody should be able to do the exact same thing. (laughs) when it comes to, you know, stuff like married, like, yeah, like everybody should be allowed to get married. Like, like why is that so hard to like, why is that concept so hard to like grasp? Like you, you should be able to love and live with and marry whoever you want.
0: And suffer. Yeah. Don't forget, suffer. Cause marriage yeah. is a lot of <laughs> suffering. Lalo, a lot. Like,
1: okay, <laughs> I'm sure I'll, I'll, find, I'll find that out the hard way, but it's like, I don't understand. Like, And, I mean, maybe because I'm not a very religious person, you know, it's easier for me to grasp. But, like, if you just really, like, sit down and think about it like that, it makes no sense to, like, deprive people of that. Or, you know, to try to treat them differently because, you know, they're, you know, gay or lesbian or whatever they may be. Like, if it wasn't for your fucking, like you said, old ass book, nobody would care if they were gay or not. If it it never said in any book, it's wrong to be gay, literally nobody would care because nobody would have that perception that it's, you know, wrong or sinful. And it's like, I had a conversation, you know, um, earlier, not earlier, but like a few days ago with somebody about, um, you know, like gay people or like LGBTQ people and like coming out and, you know, uh, how basically the conversation boiled down to they kind of thought that being gay was like a choice. And I was like, no, like that's so like ignorant to think like being, nobody chooses to be gay. Nobody chooses to be fucking bullied in school and be fucking beat up. And like all this shit, people can choose when to come out, you know, when they feel comfortable, when they feel supported. And the reason that's even like a conversation is because there's this stigma. There's this, you know, and I, I, to me personally, it, it stems from like religious beliefs, And, like, just different cultures that, you know, it's wrong to be gay. You know, if you look at Hispanic culture, especially, like, in the Mexican uh, community, you know, uh, there's a lot of, like, old school Mexicans out there that are, you know, parents or grandparents that if you fucking, if you come out as gay to them, they'll berate you. They'll tell you you're going to hell. Like, they'll be disappointed. There's dads out there that will, you know, never talk to their sons again.
0: And it's, like... Isn't that weird? it's very weird if you think I mean, about it i ser- mean seriously when you when you come down to y- you i'm not ever going to talk to you again because you're gay
1: and it's <laughs> what and it's like these uh All right. you know a lot of that stems from you know catholic uh roots yeah you know, catholicism is very you know anti-homosexual and you know if it wasn't for that there would be no issue with being gay because there would be nothing would be perceived as being wrong with it yeah and that's you know that goes you know for probably most religions i'm sure most religions are against homosexuality maybe not all of them but i can guarantee you a lot of them are almost
0: yeah and it and it Go.
1: creates like you know these these cultures of of not being you know supportive and not being acceptive and you know i i was lucky enough to you know my parents are very you know for being you know mexican and you know they were born in mexico and all that stuff they're very like progressive like My parents, you know, my dad from a young age uh, always told us, like, you know, if and we never, like, gave him any reason to, you know, but he always told us, like, you know, if if you love somebody, like, it doesn't matter, like, I won't care who it is. Um, You know, and I know that's a luxury that not many people have, especially in the Hispanic community. And that's why people are afraid to come out, because it, it gets stigmatized, whether it be at home, whether it be at school, whether it be in society in general. Yeah. Like if you see if you're walking down the street, you see two people kiss, no one bats an eye. If you see two girls or two dudes kiss, everybody's like, oh shit, they're fucking gay. (laughs) Like, you know, everybody pauses and like looks at them and you know, whether they judge them or you know, even if you don't judge them and you just, you know, you you're you know, pro LGBT, you still pause and you know, you like acknowledge it. Yeah. Because it's not the norm.
0: Yeah, but but we've been doing the other now. Listen, we've been doing this. Only been doing this for like 50 years. Okay. We're still, we still pause when a a black person and a white person are married because it looks different to us. We still pause when any two people go outside what we consider to be the norm. And I mean, capital M norm. And, And we have these ideas about the way. But we're shaped that way, Lalo. Our fucking culture has done it to us. Television has done it to us, and the media, and religion, and the way we grew up. It's like, uh, who's your girlfriend? You know that when I was a child, there was no like, who are you gonna love? It was like, what girl are you gonna pick, or are you a faggot? And it was yeah. that. It was that fucking plain, and it, more. More or less, I was groomed as a child in the '60s and the '70s. Of what white girl am I going to pick?
1: Yeah, and it's 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 a slow process to you know get rid of that you know all that stigma and that you know that just old old school way of thought. Uh, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take you know generations. But I mean, we've come a long way since you know uh, when it comes to like you know progressiveness and acceptiveness. Like, yeah. it's very evident that we've come, you know, a long way, uh, but we're not, you know, we're not there yet.
0: Yeah. You call um, me old now. Is that what, because I said when I was young and you said <laughs> it's going to take a long time. So obviously, I mean, yeah. e- even, yeah. even
1: now, man, like I see it all the time. Like I have a friend who, you know, their brother uh, is gay and I guarantee you he didn't come out till uh, after high school, after he left uh, like his parents' house. Yeah. And I guarantee you a big part of that was because he was afraid of what you know his dad might think or his mom might think and is for when it comes to like the hispanic community it's mostly the dad the dad's the one that's like more you know like what the fuck are you talking about like what do you mean you're gay like get the fuck out of my house yeah you know and it stems from you know this like mexican like yeah like machista like you have to be you know brave and you know, you have to like, what do you mean you like boys? Like, what the fuck? I didn't, you know, I don't want a son if he's going to like another man. Like that shit, it, it scares people. And, you know, it makes people, you know, go into hiding. And, you know, my friend, like his brother, he had a girlfriend in high school. And I, I was telling uh, the person that I was, you know, having that, you know, that little argument about, uh, I was like, there's gay people that, you know, they'll have, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, depending on, on who they are. doesn't mean they're not gay a gay dude can have a girlfriend uh a lesbian person can have a boyfriend but a lot of the times they refuse or they try to suppress you know who they really are because they don't want to accept it because they know what comes with it yeah and that's the reason we have that is because of this like intolerance towards it and it just, I mean, to me, it shouldn't be that way. And and we're getting there. You know, thankfully I could see it, um, you know, every day uh, we're getting closer and closer. And I know, you know, on this trajectory, like we'll get there eventually where, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. Like who you like, if you love someone, if you want to, you know, spend the rest of your life with them, live with them, whatever, like that's your choice. Nobody's like gay people aren't going to fucking drag you into their bedroom and force you to watch them have sex or, you know make you have sex with them like that's not going to happen so i don't know why people care so much about what people do in their private lives when it comes to that
0: and listen man we go right back to the beginning when you want to change your religion when you want to change your political party when you want to change the way you think when you want to change your sexuality it all boils down to how am how in the fuck am i going to manage everybody else's thoughts about me it has nothing to do with i want to change because that it, it's ba- our t- our changes are based in how we see other people looking at us and at some point you have to say you know what fuck it i'm going to do it i'm going to stop drinking i'm going to change parties i'm going to come out as gay i'm going to change my entire existence no matter what and that takes a lot of fucking courage even I imagine at the sexuality level, oh my God, I can't imagine the courage that that would take. Just, just changing my life to stop drinking and stop doing drugs and get rid of a lot of people in my life changed a lot for me. But I, it's no, you nowhere near. You, know, when I tell people I quit drinking, a lot, you know. People were like, oh, congratulations, except for the people that I used to drink with. (laughs) But to tell somebody that I came out as gay, holy shit, that's got to take a mountain of courage.
1: And I think it's always harder for, I mean, I don't know personally, but I can imagine it's a lot harder for, um, for like boys to come out as gay because, you know, there's that uh, environment of, you know, you know, you got to be a man and, you know, you're on the football team and, you know, do all this shit. And like you said, yeah. you know, which, which girl you taking to the prom? Blah, 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 Yeah. Um, and I feel like being gay as a, as a man is a lot more negatively stigmatized than, uh, being a lesbian, uh, as a woman. Not that, I mean, they both have it rough. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, when yeah, it you comes
0: just to, about to had a bunch of lesbians come down on you, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you you talk to dudes about you know anything lesbian, though, you know, like oh yeah, that's fucking hot, you know, blah blah. And you bring up like uh, gay, and they're like, what the fuck? Like that's fucking gay, dude. Like get the shit away from me. Like it's the same thing. Like you, people are liking people, you know, the same the same sex as them. Um, but to go back to your point earlier, I think it's. People don't want to change because it's hard to change. It's easy to stay the same. It's easy to, you know, just. It's easy to try to change everybody else to make make them uh, think like you, because that'll make you comfortable. When changing yourself uh, more or less might make you uncomfortable and people don't like feeling uncomfortable, uh, especially when it challenges like, you know, their beliefs and their thoughts. Yeah, people don't want to think, because uh, it, like it's hard. It's hard for them. It's hard to, like you said, reanalyze everything you've ever known or everything you've ever been taught. And I, pe- it's just, it has to be done. But I, I, I get it. It's hard. I understand it's hard.
0: Um, but it's gonna. It's something that we're gonna have
1: to do eventually.
0: I have been so lucky in my life because, you know like my best friend in my 20s and or late 20s and early 30s my best friend he, he and his girlfriend and and my wife and i were were like inseparable for probably a decade you know we hung out we did a lot of drugs together we drank together we went to bars together we went on vacation we did all kinds of things and then he came out as gay and it, it was this change in my life that when he when he came out he kind of self isolated until I contacted him again and and told him that I understood and it was good and it was it was a good thing that he was happy but I've been lucky in life to to run into things like that to monumental changes in my life loss and change and and my best friend comes out as gay I feel pretty blessed And and I don't mean that in some fucking invisible God way, Lalo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel pretty blessed that pretty lucky that I I have an open mind now because of all the things in my life that have happened. So I'm fifty-six years old and I'm no nothing like my father, nothing like my family at all. I I accept everybody for what they want to do. And yes, I I have my my views about things and yes they don't agree with uh with everybody and maybe they'll come up maybe they won't in in later podcasts but you know what I I accept there but you can do whatever the fuck you want to do but you better I will make fun of you <laughs> <laughs> I will make fun of you in a loving way I will I promise and you know the truth is Uh, if people
1: were to like, you know, be able to, you know, take that step and be more accepting and more tolerant, they'd come to realize that, you know, one of the things that they I'm sure they fear the most is that that change, like they think their life's going to change or, you know, they're going to be forced to live a different way. And I think many of them will be surprised that your life's probably not going to change at all. Like, like your, your example with your friend that came out, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of make it weird when, you know, they have a friend that com- that comes out as gay, especially like, let's say it's a group of dudes, like, you know, a guy, uh, friend group, and one of them comes out as gay, you know, I'm, I bet there's a, there's like a few thoughts in there from the other people like, oh, is, is he gonna like hit on me now? Like, <laughs> chan- chances are that dude, uh, like knew he was gay before he told you so, you know, it's not going to change that, you know, they're going to start hitting yeah. on you and, you know, they're going to ask you out like they're still your friends. They're still the same person. They're still the same person.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, my, and that juggles with the boyfriend. Okay. See, the thing that happened, the funny part that happened here is Jeff's boyfriend is completely jealous of me. <laughs> i'm like i'm like dude listen i'm not gay but he can't get it out of his mind that i you know jeff and i something might happen i'm like nothing gonna might happen at all. one day <laughs> yeah exactly you're not gonna talk somebody into being gay jeff's not gonna be like you know what i think you're gay i'll be like i don't know i'll try it out <laughs> i don't think so so it's funny how even on the other side we're on this side where it's like, oh, my God, I wonder if Jeff's going to hit on me now. No, even on the other side, his gay boyfriend is jealous of me and I'm not gay. So there's all kinds of misunderstandings all over the fucking board that we all need to just drop and stop thinking about sexuality and such this. It's it's like I don't go to parties and introduce. Hi, I'm Robert and I'm gay as hell. <laughs> i'm robert and i'm heterosexual well glad to meet you robert you know no that's not how we do it
1: and i mean to me that 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 goes for like everything when it comes to uh, you know gay uh transsexual yeah like uh like like i mentioned earlier like reading those comments on the keelan jenner uh post like it's so to me it was sad more than anything because that's what people focus on That's like, that was their main focus was that she's a transgender woman. And it's like, why does that matter? Like, why does that affect you like at all? It's like nobody besides people that are transgender know what that feels like to like feel trapped inside a body that doesn't feel like you. Like, I can't even begin to imagine like what that even feels like to begin with. Yeah so you know to come out as transgender you know to you know if you choose to to transition to do you know all these things that make you feel like yourself and make you feel comfortable in your own skin that takes so much like bravery you know people i remember she got an award for like uh like a courage award yeah um and like people were like shitting on her like there's fucking uh soldiers dying in iraq and they gave it to her like First of all, those are like apples and oranges. You can't compare those two things at all. Second of all, like you have no idea and most of us won't ever have an idea of what that feels like. You know, just like a lot of us, if you're not black, you can't really identify like what it feels like to be a, you know, a black man or a black woman in America. We'll never, we'll never be able to recognize or like experience what that's like. So the best thing we could do (laughs) is <laughs> support them and, you know, accept them and, you know, hear out, you know, their struggles and what, what it takes, because it's a lot, it takes a lot to come out as, you know, gay or lesbian, yeah, or tra- especially transgender. And I mean, the suicide rates alone uh in transgender people should be evident of that. Right. Like there's so many transgender people that like, they feel so uncomfortable in their body and, you know, so like hated by the outside world that they'd rather just end their life. And you're telling me you can't just, you know, like, like I said, it doesn't affect you. What, what they do with their body or not. Like nobody's forcing you to get a sex change operation. Nobody's forcing you to take, you know,
0: testosterone or whatever. You know, that's next. If we, if we let those people change (laughs) change, Then pretty soon everybody will be on testosterone under the and it's like uh, under it's, the gun, you know.
1: I don't know. It's like when I saw that, like the Caitlyn Jenner comments, like the comments, you know, like Republicans left on there, you know, supposedly to someone that you know belongs to their party, like it's it's ridiculous. And to be honest, it's kind of like it's it's pretty heartbreaking because like they deal with that every single day, every single, no matter what they do. That's usually the main like talking point or like yeah. the first thing people noticed or, you know, the first thing that comes up and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like why? Like, I don't know. I just, I just don't make
0: sense of it because everybody my age, dude, everybody, my age and above saw Bruce Jenner win gold medals and be on a Wheaties box and be a man's man, and date fucking hot girls, and be that super athlete that he was. That's what they remember. That's what they see. And now they can't, they can't unsee it when they look at Caitlyn Jenner. I have trouble. I'm going to say I do because I remember Bruce Jenner winning gold medals and being on my Wheaties box, and and thinking, you know, hey, that's fucking cool with American hero and all that shit. But I'm able I'm still able to separate that because I like I said I've been through enough in my life I understand what it's like yeah. to change. So you have to be able you have to you have to be able to change in culture or you get stuck in this fucking mindset that will hurt people and maybe hurt you in the end.
1: Yeah, and I mean a lot of people when it especially when it comes to that they think it's like like I said earlier, like a choice, like nobody chooses like out of nowhere. Oh shit. You know what? Now that I think about it, uh, I'm actually a girl or, you know, I'm actually a boy. And it's like, you know, people say, you know, how can, uh, you know, at the time, Bruce Jenner, you know, say she's a woman now, you know, like you said, she dated, you know, all these like uh, girls and, you know, she had kids, she had children. Like you're going to tell me now all of a sudden uh, she says she's a woman. And you know, they, they blamed it like on the Kardashians, like, oh, they they, they turned him like this, or you know? No. And it's like, no, like people don't understand, like he did all that, he, you know, he won those gold medals, he had, you know, his family, he had his children while feeling trapped inside of a body that wasn't
0: that wasn't him or her. Well, the truth of the matter is he may have done all that fighting the impulse to be a woman. And why?
1: Because he lived in a world where if you know, where that was like so voodoo and so yep. like unheard of that it would have it would have ruined, you know, like their life. Yeah, of course. And, you know, it took it took it took her that long, you know, to be able to come out and, you know, feel comfortable enough in her environment and in her, you know, surrounding to to, you know, to show the world who who she truly feels like and who she really is. And people will never understand that because they don't go through it. And that's okay. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to, you know, experience it. But you have to accept it and you have to, you know, support it because you don't know what it's like. And you never will. And we're not telling you to experience it. We're not telling you to, you know, put yourself in their shoes because it's impossible. But all we're saying is, you know, just feel let make them feel normal like let them live their life that's all they want to live their life comfortable and happy that's all anybody wants
0: and drop the ridiculous ridiculous arguments that we hear just drop it just stop man cuz it don't make any sense like you know i i still remember hearing an argument that somebody thought was valid it's like if we let men start marrying men and women start marrying women soon people will be marrying their pets and it's like what no 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 people aren't going to marry a horse this is people are people yeah. that's you know?
1: the, the the
0: it's the whole like slippery slope fallacy yeah and it's, it, and it's just that it's a fallacy it's not real it's not it's true not real but they believe it they they believe their argument. They don't believe it's a fallacy. That's the thing. And that's why I'm saying drop the fucking ridiculous arguments. Yeah. And I, you know, we're, we're at an hour and eight minutes. So this has been a great show, but we got to wrap it up. But I, I want, I want to end with this. You need to, you're absolutely right. You actually, actually, I'm going to say you've softened my view towards Caitlyn Jenner this evening. I'm going to have to <laughs> say that. I, no, really, seriously, you did. I, I appreciate that. But I'm going to say I I I have nothing against her. I I I hope she's happy. I still remember Bruce. I still remember what he did. And no matter how much fucking courage it took, fiscally conservative doesn't that doesn't make any (laughs) sense. And I'm not voting for you. You fucking idiot! I'm not doing it
1: for me. Exactly. Like when I read that headline, you know she's running for governor. The first thing in my mind was like I knew she's running as a Republican. Uh, because she's been, you know, historically Republican. Right. That was the first thing that came into my mind. I was like, I'm probably not going to support you because you're Republican. But the second thing that came into my mind was, I know most people won't support her because she's transgender. Right. right. And, you know, just looking at the comments and reading them, it proved my point. That was their main reason. You know, well, my you could.
0: main reason is because. all
1: know, Caitlyn Jenner could be a piece of shit human being, but I guarantee you something. It's not because she's transgender. It's probably because she's Republican, <laughs> but you know that's, you know, a whole different issue. Like that's, if you, you have to see, you know, I, I'm going to judge people by what they think and not who they are, you know?
0: Right. And a lot of
1: people can't really separate those two things. Um, And we have to start doing it because we're, you're not going to progress as a society like that.
0: There you go. And, and you're going to get left behind because... That was this funny. Was, you said you're not you. You said you're not funny. That was fucking funny. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know, if you're gonna judge somebody, judge them on you know their political views and you know their actions. Uh, don't judge them on who they like to sleep with and who they like and who they're married to. Like that's stupid.
0: Right on, man. And that if is- you could take
1: if you could take anything away from all this, it's that.
0: Well, I was gonna say that's an excellent final thought. <laughs> That's the next the final thought. Stop fucking judging people, and just accept what they do. If they're not hurting you, if they're not hurting other people, let it go, man. Let Caitlyn Jenner be Caitlyn Jenner. Let Bob Perrine be Bob Perrine. Let Lalo Arroy be a Lalo. Just let us be. Just let us be. <laughs> Easier said than done. Unfortunately, no shit, man. Well, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to pick this back up because. Yeah, at another time because uh, I got more to say about it but we need to wrap it up I'm down for a, for a part two part two alright man so this has been a great podcast I learned a lot and if you stuck with it I'm sure you did too and if you didn't you need to stop being Republican
1: <laughs> This, is, this <laughs> or been, ignorant but those two words <laughs> are pretty interchangeable
0: <laughs> This this has been Bob and lalo and we had a great time tonight thank you for spending it with us and uh just remember always remember it's built into the title we might be thoroughly fucking wrong but we're having a good time i'll see you next time lalo later man later you have now experienced the thoroughly wrong project with your podcast hosts lalo and bob we can now be found on Pandora Radio, Apple Podcasts, Podium Podcast, or by searching The Thoroughly Wrong Project to locate our YouTube channel. You can contact us directly by email at thoroughlywrong@gmail.com, at gmail.com or just leave a comment on any of our platforms. Until next time, thanks for spending your valuable time with us. And remember, always speak up and never be afraid to be thoroughly wrong.